Excuse oh me, it's a little loud out there. Does guy. anybody have a cigarette holder? I can't, this can't be the cold open, but I have to tell you the story anyway. Oh, Jesus. Um, see, see you, Brumez, in 25 <laughs> minutes. So, um, there's this guy. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome, welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Bjorn from ABBA, the, the <laughs> one of the guys from ABBA <laughs> whose name is Bjorn. I don't Bjorn know Borg. what his last, what my last name is, but I'm pretty sure someone in ABBA. We were talking about ABBA. Yeah. And we were talking about how in Sweden it's uh, uh, summertime, it's light out. <laughs> for a long time and then it's dark yeah. for a long time, but... It is both light and dark at the same time. Yep. Both light and dark at the same time. That's like you. Yeah. That's a great I'm description a of your personality. She's a little light and a little dark. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of one and a little of the other, I'm depending a, on the day. Yeah. I would say if the darkness is just straight anger, I think that I've had a lot of that lately. Yeah. Rachel's had a lot of anger. I've oh, been hearing yeah. all about it for the last, you know, Half hour, hour or so. <laughs> How long have I been here? Yeah, um, about an hour. Yeah, a lot of uh, general disappointment from men. Yeah, just just generally disappointing. Well, you but you know what? This Degrassi episode is gonna live right up to that. There's a lot of disappointing men in this Degrassi. I actually episode have a too. lot. I have some bones to pick with this episode of Degrassi. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, but we'll get we'll get into before it. Before we just, get into yeah. it, yeah, I just like to say once again, I'm Bjorn, the guy, yes. one of the guys from ABBA. Yes. There was something in the air that night that held us tight. Fernando. Could have been Fernando. Those aren't the words. There's something in the air tonight and then Fernando. But in the middle there, I'm shaking. Who knows what it is. I mean, I'm always guessing at lyrics, so. Um, So, yeah. So, that was me. Bjorn Schubenblocker from the great mm-hmm. group I was part of the two films Abba I mean Mamma Mia and and the, its sequel uh More Mamma Mia mm-hmm. and Meryl did Streep you see, in both of them Didn't they do a third even more Mamma Mia Even more yet again some more <laughs> Mamma Mia If you haven't had enough Mamma Mia yet we got news for you There's how many fucking Abba songs are there Not apparently not enough <laughs> they reused some of them. Rachel said that ABBA, I, I mean, I keep calling it ABBA, that Mamma Mia was the worst musical you ever saw. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure that there are worse musicals in existence. I think it's just the worst that I've seen. It's certainly... It's the my my qualm with it being that the plot is really loosely tied to the songs, and they probably could have done a better job of writing a play around those songs. Oh, you think that the songs should have been more in part of the plot? Yes. But aren't, isn't the point of those jukebox musicals is that they just sort of like, I haven't seen a single one of them. I've never seen No. Them. But I'm, I'm assuming like the Billy Joel one. Well, I guess he's probably like fucking Anthony works in the grocery store saving his pennies for Sunday. I mean, I feel like we could write something about some Italian American from Long Island yeah, really true. easily from a lot of Billy Joel songs. You are the best stories out sort of the street. I hate Billy Joel. Um, oh, I love Billy Joel. Well, we don't always agree. I know it's true. You know, that's our yeah. thing. We You've seen him agree. at Madison Square Garden. I, I did. I did go to see him at Madison Square Garden. I was invited. And, you know, it was fine. I don't, I say I hate him. I don't hate him. I just could, I just don't I care. I wish someone would invite me to see Billy Joel. 
You know, I'd go. I know. I well, uh, maybe I will one day. Mm, you'll pass, pass the it on. medical center. Um, pay so it forward. That's the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> pay, pay it, it forward. forward. What about pay it forward? That, that's what you'd be doing. You'd be paying it forward paying by taking me to Billy Joel. Remember Kevin Spacey was like came, coming off such a string of great movies. Oh, and then he, yeah. Made, then he made. Oh, actually, he did not come off a string of great movies because I'm going to say something that is, it's one good movie because it's usual suspects. I'm going to say something that might. I think this is actually like people agree with this now, but it took a while. American Beauty is a horrible movie. I haven't seen it since it first came out. Um, and the only thing I remember liking about it was the cinematography. <laughs> you fucking loser. <laughs> I know. Because I was thinking about studying that at the time. I was like... Uh, uh, excuse me. Can I have a Stellanoro breadstick while I admire this <laughs> cinematography? <laughs> Let me push my glasses up my nose a little bit more. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean a loser. I meant like, yeah, loser. That's what I yeah. mean. Loser. No, that's great. You're there's right. like sure one, there's like a few, and it's not like the stupid plastic bag or like no, the rose petals on was. the bed. It's like, there's just like, I, I remember one of like two people walking down a street, like below trees and just like yeah, really being like taken with it, with the imagery. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, but I'm sure the plot sucked. I don't remember it at all. Pretty sure it was the scene when, uh, uh, Kevin Spacey's jerking off in his shower. Mm, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was the scene that you were like, look at the mise-en-son <laughs> at, in this bathroom right now as I'm seeing <laughs> Kevin Spacey's back through the uh, glass door just fucking... <laughs> that's what it sounds like when men jerk off women. Especially in the shower, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this, this is, is why we're such a successful yeah, podcast. Yeah, this 10,000 downloads, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to say that you had mentioned that ABBA was the worst musical you'd ever seen. By which you mean Mamma Mia, yes. Ma- <laughs> Mamma <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia was the worst musical you've ever seen, and I was going to say certainly pales in comparison to the great musical Two Governors. <laughs> What's the other? <laughs> Yeah, one. I know. It's not a musical. Starring it's just Bob a Hoskins. Play. <laughs> one mule and two governors. One man. It? One mule and two governors. Excuse me, does, everybody. Does Bob Hoskins play both the governors? I don't know. I never saw the show. Because I'm assuming that like James Corden was in it. So I don't know I mean, if James Corden plays one and Bob Hoskins uh, plays the other, or if James Corden is the man and then Bob Hoskins he plays is the man. both. But it's like one of those trick mirror situations, but you can see two of him on stage. Ooh, I don't know. I didn't see it. You tell yeah. me. You know, Bob Hoskins, though, did a couple of uh, uh, dates on Mamma Mia. Did you know that? No. There was something in the air that died that held us bright. Fernando. <laughs> I like how you keep changing the words. I don't know the fucking <laughs> middle part. But also, I you saw some of Mamma Mia, right? When I've did seen they, clips. When did they, is there someone named Fernando in that I show have no just idea. to like I have use no that idea. song? Because I, I saw the play in 2002. It's been a while. And I saw the movie when while. it came out. Every time you say it, I'm good. Every it's time been a while. I say it, I sing uh, it in my dude. head too. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Colin Firth was named uh, Mama, uh, uh, Fernando. Probably. He's, he looks like a Fernando. Stellan Skarsgård. He's the other one. Stellan? Right? Isn't that who it is? The old man. Stellan Skarsgård? No, I thought it was, um. what's his name, who played Bond? Yeah, it's him too. There's three men. Oh, God. I forgot already. She doesn't know which one is her father. It's like Maury Povich. The yeah. 
but much worse. Yeah. What, there mm. was a Jerry Springer musical for a while. Was Oh, yeah, like an off-Broadway type yeah. schmuck, Anyway, we're not here to talk about Jerry Springer or ABBA or anything like that. We're here to talk about Degrassi, The Next Generation, episode 406. This is uh, actually this, this technically the 64th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, but two parts count as one. So it's the 55th episode. It's episode 406. It's called Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream has a complicated lineage, but we're calling it a Dolly Parton and a Kenny Rogers song. So Rachel... Mm-hmm. We're going to go both or we just go in one. Let's say both. And then you can tell me you don't have a Kenny Rogers song. So what are your favorite <laughs> Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers songs? Can we talk about the Bee Gees too? Well, we'll get, we can do the Bee Gees also. The Bee Gees we'll get to also. Okay. So, um, I'm not, I don't go deep into either of these two. Deep. Um, they're, they're great. Like I know the gambler, that's about it. So like, there's your Kenny Rogers song for you. Because I don't know any. I, I'm more familiar with Kenny Rogers' roasters than I am with his music. On a train bound for glory, I think. <laughs> Matt doesn't know the words to any song. We're in what was coming and what we were going to eat. <laughs> um, did they ever do a commercial that used the gambler for Kenny Rogers' I can't, roasters? I, can I can't imagine I think, they didn't. I also like will go one by one. So that's your Kenny Rogers that's song. My Kenny Let's, Rogers. I'll, yeah. t- I'll take care. I, if you were a child of the 80s, Kenny Rogers was like such a ubiquitous face. Mm-hmm. But aside from the fucking gambler and like Christmas songs, I don't know any Kenny no. Rogers. No, I mean, he was like. And Lady. Lady. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, I knew he existed, but like, I, and I knew he had fried chicken, but that's about it. Yeah, that song, Lady, is also a really big one. Yeah. But I would say, I'm just going to say the gambler because I, tr- I truly don't. I know. And Kenny Rogers is like a face I saw. Because he was in a bunch of, he did a lot of Christmas songs. Yeah, he would always yeah. be on like the Muppets or he something. He was on shit. things and just like around. And people were like, oh, Kenny Rogers. Like he could be a guest star on any sitcom easily. Because Seemed like a genial sort. Yeah. Um, I will also say that this song came out in 1983. So I am a child of the 80s, but this was before I was born. Right. Um. And I'm actually much more familiar with the um, hook in Ghetto Superstar of mm-hmm. Islands in the Stream than I am with the original song. And then I was singing that in my head all day today. That's a great song. It is a great song. It made me uh, want to go back and revisit some of the late 90s uh, music. The hip-hop music of the time? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you feel too white to say hip-hop, so you just said music? I just said music. Yeah, because yeah. you were like, I'm too white to say hip-hop. <laughs> you can say hip-hop. hip-hop. All right, so we did Kenny. I mean, is that hip-hop? Ghetto Superstar? Yeah. Is that what I would call it? Fuck yeah. Of all the things? Okay. It's Praz. It's the theme song from the movie Bullworth. Oh my God. I forgot about that movie. The Warren Beatty movie. That's a good movie. Bullworth. All right. So we've done Kenny. Mm -hmm. Let's switch over to one of the queens of country music. One of Mm -hmm. the goddesses of the the twang. (laughs) As they call her. (laughs) She's better. Uh, 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 the beautiful, the wonderful, the hilarious, mm-hmm. the tr- the great, tremendous Dolly Parton. Dolly mm-hmm. Parton, you tell me, Rach. Uh, I, again, didn't listen to a lot of Dolly Parton, so I only really know the singles. Um, didn't grow up listening so much. Yeah. Much Dolly. Um, my dad is well known for his extreme hatred of country music. Mm-hmm. So that was never played in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where, like, he's a very nice guy. He's very unassuming and quiet, but his hatred of country music is like extreme. Um, but it's it, you know this is where you go. His hatred of country mu- music was extreme. I mean, it's more than words can explain. 
because more than words, the song <laughs> by Extreme. It's extreme. I mean, it, honestly, more than words could even explain it. Mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't work because you would say not even any. There are no words to explain. There's that. no words. But I tried. You more can't always. Words. You don't always you hit tried. home runs. You tried. All right. Um, cool. But but I mean, if I had to choose, which is what I'm doing right now in this time, is choosing a song. I'm yeah. waiting for you to say something. No, I want to um, sing it. I'm going to sing it after you say it. Is Jolene. Jolene, Jolene. That song is amazing. It's fucking. I mean, I don't I don't tire of it ever. It's just such a good song. I mean, it's one of the great songs. Of all time. There's really the, I mean, when you could go long-winded deep on Dolly Parton, how great she is. I th- I'm a big fan, but you can't, it, there's a lot of great Dolly Parton songs. I'm, I mean, there's a lot of really good ones. That song is a perfect song. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's the answer. It's, it's a perfect it. song. Like, there's no, you can't beat it. Like, even if you like other Dolly Parton songs, it just doesn't compare. There's also, though, Here You Come Again. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Look at a little bit of that. Wait. <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> Looking better than nobody has the right to. That's a great line. Also, one of a great Dolly Parton song is, oh, Speaking of growing up as a child of the 80s, mm-hmm. Dolly Parton, very famous f- to me and people in my circle for starring in the uh, TV Christmas movie uh, Smoky Mountain Christmas. Oh, I never saw that. Smoky Mountain Christmas is fucking amazing. Okay, I gotta you should find year, it this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. So it's she's like a uh, famous country singer mm-hmm. and she lives in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And she's like having too much of the of the fame and fortune. She needs oh, okay. she's to done. Yeah. get out of town. And so she goes to like a cabin in the Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. But there's like seven orphans living there. So it's like a fucking Snow White deal. Oh like God. they're like the seven dwarves. And Dan Hedaya is in it. It's fucking great. You got to see it. Okay, she I'll also has a song, if you've never heard it, called Me and Little Andy. Do you know Me and no, Little Andy? No, no. Okay. Me and little Andy is, <laughs> I'll just tell this quick story and then we can move off of Dolly. Okay. Uh, so it's like a song about a little girl who comes to like find Dolly Parton somehow. And she has a dog, like a dog with her. And the dog is Andy. Mm-hmm. And like, it's about how Dolly Parton finds her. And they like, she comes and like, I don't know if she like lives with her or something. But by the end of the song, the little girl and the dog are both dead. <laughs> And throughout the song, there's like lyrics that are lines that the little girl is saying. And when Dolly Parton sings those, she sings them like a little girl. And it's fucking creepy. Oh, my God. I got to listen to that Me and little Andy. Look it up. Here you come again. That's a good one. Here I go. And also nine to five. Yeah. And I mean, great movie, too. I love that movie. It's some pizza man right there. I'm doing the pizza yeah. man from nine to five. Oh. oh, what a great song! And we haven't moved on at all since no. then. What a what a cultural icon though, Dolly Parton. Oh is. yes, for sure. Even if you don't know a single song, yeah, you know who she is. Mm-hmm. Her 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 whole thing, her whole like aura precedes her. She is a institution and mm-hmm. a true, and I don't say this lightly, American treasure. Oh yeah. I hope she doesn't vote Republican. It's hard to say. Yeah. Or is she the type that just doesn't vote, period? And here I go. I feel like she votes Democrat. I would love to go to Dollywood. Yeah, I've never been. I think Me my neither. sister went. 
Yeah, that your I feel like your sister would go to Dollywood. She and was, have a blast. She um was at a wedding near there. Oh yeah, I always wanted to go there. It came up in discussions for our honeymoon at one point, but we didn't go. Mm-mm. Do we want to talk about the Bee Gees or are we going along? The Bee Gees wrote Islands in the Stream, but they never really sang it. Yeah. They recorded it years later. I have a deep love of the Bee Gees. I think that like um, because I never experienced the 70s, I only experienced it from a distance. From a distance. Great song. I used to love that song. <laughs> Of course I did. Yeah. Um, that's a great. <laughs> God is watching us. Yeah, that's a great song. It is. Um, I have a deep love of the Bee Gees. I've seen Saturday Night Fever just endlessly on TV. I think that there's like this. I, I, deep down. Deep down. Deep down. If I ever had a wedding, some part of me just wants it to be totally 70s themed, but not in a tacky way. But I do really want to light up dance floor. Well, and how to have are you a really possibly doing the seventies and not in attack. There's no fun in doing the seventies unless it's tacky. But there's like I don't know. It's like tacky, but not like costume, like Halloween costume tacky. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Like that it's still like seventies tacky, mm-hmm. but it's not like there's a there's like a joke seventies kind of thing that yeah. I don't yeah, yeah, appreciate. Yeah, yeah. But like I want like a light up dance floor and a really awesome white jumpsuit. You'd look great. In oh, that. I would look so good in that. You would. And I, part of me knows that like that's never going to happen. Also, because those light up dance floors are very expensive. I can imagine. <laughs> I was going to say that can't be cheap. I looked into it because I'm like, there must still be some place in New York that has one. But no, there's not. But there are like at least $10,000. Wow. Yeah. To rent. Um, there was a place in London that had one like London, England, London, England, as of like 10, 15 years ago. And it was like a cool hipstery bar. So I just assumed that there must be some place here that has one. You could probably um, get someone to make one. Yeah. Or we could just go to like a roller rink. Like that's true. Yeah. And, you know, Rach, it's a good chance that we probably won't be. I don't know if, if we're going to get a BG song uh, in Degrassi. And if They're we do, 70s, yeah. if we do, you know, we'll figure it mm-hmm. out. But since we might not and you like the Bee Gees so much, I'm going to say, Rachel, mm-hmm. what is your favorite Bee Gees song? It's a tie. Okay. It's a tie between Night Fever mm. and You Should Be Dancing. Mm. I like both of those ones. Mm-hmm. I love the Bee Gees, too. I think they're great. What's Night your favorite Bee Gees song? Night Fever. I mean, my favorite Bee Gees song is... Uh, I, now I'm, I know the song, too. <laughs> <laughs> How deep is your love? Oh yeah, and that one. Well, living in a world of That's the amazing scene in Saturday Night Fever that's where the they have scene. the dance together. Like that's what I would want my first dance at my wedding to be like. That's the best. Yeah, that's the best part of the movie. Amazing. And we're living in a world of I mean, next fools. to the part where he's like waxing poetic about the Verrazano Narrows Bridge next to it, which is like <laughs> one of my favorite parts too. Um, who's your favorite BG? Uh, Barry Gibb. Yeah, I was. Mine's Barry too. Barry Gibb. Yeah, it was a easy choice for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Barry Gibb talk show is one of the funniest SNL sketches. Yeah, the yeah. first time they ever did it. Yeah, when they brought it back, we did diminishing see it returns afterwards. The first time ever, it was so funny. Everything was like it just. It was so funny because it was like so not current or timely yeah. <laughs> and Which it also made like, it better that's what made it better yeah. like that's the thing is people get so worked up about like are people gonna know these references whenever i like pitch stuff it's always like these references you have are people gonna know who sally jesse Raphael is and i'm like who gives a fuck the oh ones God. who do will think it's funny do you remember on um 
um oh my god which nickelodeon show was it where they had sally jesse Raphael and it was three-headed person i don't know Oh my god, there was a Nickelodeon show where there was like a recurring character of Sally oh, Jesse Raphael no and it was Drake and Josh. I don't know. No, it was an old one. Oh, they were named Sally, Jesse, and Raphael. Yeah, yeah. That's it was like a three headed person. And we're living in a world of fools. If any of the um broomheads out there remember what the name of that show was. It's the one it's this, I think it was the same one with the dad in the um armchair that moved around on wheels. I don't know that. Oh my god! I feel it like was a Snick show. I kind of was a little bit too old for the yeah. Snick shows. Yeah. I don't know any like Clarissa explains it all. Oh, but you I, didn't watch that? No, I mean I know it, but I was already like a little too old for it. I think. Yeah, that you makes know? sense. It's amazing, like what a couple years will do. And <laughs> should I sing? Do you want me to keep singing? I do. Oh yeah, one. please. Um, so there we go. We did it. We did Kenny Rogers. I was so surprised. Roundhouse. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, that was on from 92 to 95 on SNCC. No, I have no idea what that was. I was 92, 95. I was too busy fucking. (laughs) I was going to say, you were a little young for that. (laughs) I wasn't. I wasn't fucking. And also, I know you. (laughs) (laughs) I was too cool for SNCC. I was fucking. You were like Toby, weren't you? No, I was definitely cooler than Toby. I'm being, I'm not even being, I was definitely cooler than Toby. Yeah. I was more like a, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know who. I don't relate to any of these people. I was like Paige. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, should we talk about that yet or should we talk about that later? Talk about what? Uh, Lindsay's question for us. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We got to get it. Yeah. We got to pick, let's talk about it later because I'll find, I'll get the email, I'll read okay. it, and then we can answer it because okay. I have nuanced uh, uh, thoughts about it. Okay. I don't really. So this episode, 406, do you know your numbers? We're not doing the numbers. I did it already. Okay, I missed it. You're not even paying attention. I was too busy thinking about my Kenny Rogers song. I was um, so surprised I didn't know uh, any Kenny Rogers songs. Yeah, I, I mean, I and I know The Gambler well. <laughs> so this episode, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a bone to pick with this episode. Yeah. I watched this very early this morning, and I felt really with it. And now I'm starting to feel like I forgot all of it already. Oh man, um, Rachel! You gotta, we got you got to watch this right before you come over. I, think. I know. I think so. I actually had some free time, and I was watching Glow instead. Um, How you liking the third season? I like it. I'm Love almost it. to the end. I think that I. Um, you ever do the thing? So I use a Chromecast. Mm-hmm. So it's connected to the app on my phone rather than its own remote. And sometimes I get disconnected from the internet and it's like not showing up on the app, but it keeps playing on the TV. Uh. So the other day I just turned it off instead of turning it off on the app. And I think that I missed something, but I don't uh. know which episode I was on that I missed. Oh. So. I'm not, we're uh, not even close to, I think we're like maybe halfway through. I was really, really slow to watch it. Um, and then I've just binged like six episodes yesterday. I love it. So I'm up to nine or through nine. I love Debbie. Bailey, Betty Gilpin is my fucking jam. Mm-hmm. She's so great on that show. Mm-hmm. I love her. Gina Davis is great, too. Oh, yeah. Gina season. Davis, uh, one of my lookalikes that I've G- gotten before. Gina Davis won an Emmy for a show called like Madam President or something. Uh-huh. It was on for one season, and it was a show where she played the president. Mm-hmm. So And like maybe she was the first woman president. So she wins the Emmy fucking gina davis right Mm -hmm. she walks up to accept her emmy and i'm gonna paraphrase this Mm -hmm. i don't know obviously verbatim and she goes she gets up to the microphone and she's very serious very self-serious face on and she starts going telling the story she goes like 
before, as I was coming in here, a little girl came up to me and she grabbed me by the hand and she said, now that I've seen the show, Madam President, I realize that I too one day could be president. Then she pauses for a moment and she goes, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Thanks. (laughs) As she was doing the bit, she's telling the story. And I was like, no, in my head, I remember watching it and being like, that didn't fucking happen. Like, I remember saying in my head that you're lying. You're just doing this. Like, I hate I was so mad. And then she took a beat and went, I'm just kidding. That's not a true story at all. And then she like thanked people and then left. But I was like, now, if I didn't love Gina, I already did love Gina Davis. But that cemented Gina Davis as like the fucking best thing on earth. Yeah. You can look, I think you can look it up on YouTube. The guy that I went to prom with, his mom said that I looked like. Was Gina Davis? No, his mom said I looked like Gina Davis when I went to my prom, which. It's an odd thing to tell a younger person. Not I was Gina like Davis 17. Is a, Gina Davis is a very beautiful woman. But, but it it's like a weird she, thing to say. And I've never forgotten oh, it. you look like and Gina Anytime Davis. I look at Gina Davis, I'm like, do I? I what? don't think you look like Gina Davis <laughs> at all. I look like Gina Davis Actually, you said that and I was like, wait, really? I don't yeah. think you look anything like Gina. Not to say Gina Davis is very No, but woman. I just don't think we, like, I guess I can kind of see where she thought that. But I really don't, don't look like Just Gina what every 17-year-old wants. To hear on prom yeah. night, you know, you look like Gina Davis. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Gina Davis is hot though. Thelma and Louise, man. Who oh boy, God, hot yeah. to trot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so glow. Is this a glow podcast? <laughs> yeah, it's an everything but Degrassi podcast. Everything but the girl. <laughs> everything but yeah. Anyway. So so our A story. Paige is working at the dot. The but dot she Marie gets, Jones. But she gets fired from the dot, Marie Jones. Um, for being a terrible waitress, which they've showed because she like got someone's drink order wrong and then knocked over some toothpicks. So which is like, not really that bad. Like I don't know, I've seen a lot worse than people not get fired for. I it, couldn't so. imagine anybody getting fired. Realistically, yeah. she's working the job because she has to pay off Spinner for totaling his car. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So she yeah, gets she fired. gets fired, and then um. <laughs> I think then we go to school. Yeah. And Manny's talking to Spinner and it's creepy and it's Craig like creepy. They're it's flirting not, with each other. Okay. It's, <laughs> you know what's funny? Not just yeah. all flirting is immediately creepy. It's they not were just creepy. like in a fl- What is actually creepy about the scenario <laughs> is that Craig is looking at the pictures that he printed of I, Spinner and Manny. I knew those pictures flirting. were gonna come back. Oh yeah, and I'm glad they did, actually. That was a sexy picture, actually. It was a sexy took. picture. So, uh, Spinner has a ridiculous sunburn. Yeah, that from they the keep car doing. wash. I like how they like tied the car wash back into this episode with yeah, the pictures and the yeah. sunburn. So it hasn't been very long at all. So Craig's Craig shows uh, Spinner the picture, and Spinner's like, "Oh, we're just fr-. they're not kissing or anything in the picture. They're just like." Paige said they were hugging, but like I didn't even think they were hugging. It just looked like they were like talking to each other. It looked like they were very close to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were sharing an intimate moment. So. Um, Craig starts getting in Spinner's business and Spinner's like, beat it, dude. She's just my friend. Mm-hmm. She's obviously not. She, he's feeling, he's having feelings for her. But so then uh, Spinner is taking advantage sort of of the fact that Paige crashed uh, his car uh, so that he could eat more of a French fries. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the bit. I, okay. 
I'm going to jump because we're okay. getting a little bogged, I think. Yeah. I'm going to jump and then we can come back. Here is my overarching thought about this. Yeah. Where this goes to is Spinner out of, out of, abs- this is where the show f- is flawed so much. Out of absolutely nowhere and for no rhyme or reason other than the writers need to break up Paige and Spinner. Page go, uh, Spinner goes from a completely reasonable human being who maturely apologizes to his girlfriend for the Manny picture, saying, you know what? I did have feelings. I did have some feelings for a second. But you know what? Ultimately, the only one I care about is you. And then they have Paige go, I love that. They hug. Then in the last like eight minutes of the episode, Spinner becomes the worst fucking human being that has ever lived. And it is zero to 500 in five minutes. And And it's wildly unbelievable. Even with the Manny flirting, only a few episodes was Paige like um, in court and Spinner was there to support her. And so I find it really hard to believe that Spinner is like, Willing to throw this all away. Maybe I'm putting too much on a 16-year-old boy to actually, like, show up a little bit for his girlfriend and and be a good person. But, like, I was just kind of shocked by how he acted this whole episode. I was like, what the fuck? Like, he seemed like a better person more recently. But the other thing is, is, like, I would have less of a problem with it if it was the whole episode. It was literally, like, the last Part of it, yeah. three scenes. Early on... Paige sees the picture. Hazel shows her the picture of Manny and Spinner. Mm -hmm. So she confronts Spinner about it. Spinner kind of goes, you know what? I got to be honest. This is very mature. Mm -hmm. I think. I got to be honest. I was feeling things for her. But Mm -hmm. I thought about it and ultimately I don't. And then that was it. And then they were done. And Paige was like, that's fine. That's great. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, you know, he only cares about you because he wants to get the money back for the car or something. It's just like completely they need to get to the point of they break up. So they turn Spinner into a fucking monster. And I hated it. Yeah. And I also like I mean, maybe maybe that's me not totally getting it. But I also don't believe like Craig's whole deal with this, like being jealous because like Manny's been there this whole time. Like, yeah. And isn't like Craig also he's not with Ashley, but he's not. Yeah. They're like best friends. Manny just casts a spell over everybody. But this Apparently. the thing that breaks Spinner and Paige up has nothing to do with Manny. It's Spinner mm-hmm. going, oh, well, I guess it kind of does. But it's Spinner going to the movie theater and being like, oh, so she gets a job at the movie theater after yeah. she gets fired from the Dot. Dot Marie Jones. Yeah. She, get, she gets a job at the movie theater. At the concessions with Alex. Yes. Which we can talk about separately. But we can talk about what happens at the movie theater. Yeah, we're getting some of the early inclinations of uh, that romance. Ooh, you love to talk about that you one. I forget that? about it all the time. It's getting a nose deep. I know. And so Spinner comes and is like, give me, first, first of all, he's also not even that, he's just kind of fucking with her a little bit mm-hmm. at the beginning. And it's not that bad. And he's like, could you fill my popcorn up? And then, oh, halfway and put butter in it and then put some more. And then he does say a horrible thing about like, got to start training him or something like that. Yeah. Which is like, that's not so far removed from Spinner's personality pre-page but post-page it's like it doesn't make any sense like since when is spinner that much of a misogynist 
Well, like he's like I think you said too. It's pre-page. He was yeah. remember make my lunch or whatever. Yeah, that stupid Ugh. stuff. But since page, he's been great. And also the other thing is like there's this subtext of like it's not even subtext. It's text text that page is like losing her edge mm-hmm. because of her uh, relationship with Spinner. Like at one point. Uh, Alex, as they're starting to become friends, Alex is like, you know, I used to be afraid of you, but now I just think you're a coward. Because <laughs> if mm-hmm. my boyfriend came there and talked to me like that, I'd be finding a new boyfriend. Meanwhile, your boyfriend is Jay. Yeah. yeah. So f- sh- give me a break. Yeah. There, um, there are better people out there and worse ones. I think it does. My thing about it is, is like it does the character of Spinner such a weird disservice because we've really grown to love this character. And I still think he's not, you still kind of like him. And we're going to go through a whole thing with him. But it was like, I hate that they just like, they're like, oh, we're coming to the point where we have to break them up. Rather than like use a few episodes to like show a little turmoil. Mm-hmm. But there hasn't been any. I guess the Manny thing a little bit last week, maybe? Yeah. But yeah, no, they haven't. I mean, he was actually such like a good guy to her with her dealing with her traumas and everything. And she totaled his car. Right. And it just doesn't totally make sense. So Hazel was like, he's holding that over your head and good boyfriends wouldn't hold that over your head. And I'm like, so they would just be like, don't pay. And he compares he compares what happened with Manny to what happened with Falcone, the driving instructor, which was just that Paige was like lusting after him. But I'll go so far as to say I actually don't think that's so far off. I guess it is because the the lusting was reciprocated on the part of me. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. But that was also never became a thing. The Manny thing never became a thing. Yeah. Did you see when Paige was leading the cheerleading drills? Yes. Did you see Manny jump? She was so bad. Why was she so bad? I don't know. <laughs> She was like off her game. Well, she but she couldn't even jump. It seemed like. Anyway. Yeah, I have to say though, like um, when when they're at the movie theater and Spinner's like at the concession stand and he said "good girl." Yes. Oh, it's so terrible. It was so bad. Like I, it made me so unbelievably angry. That and then when he was like, "You got to train, train them." them. Yeah, that's the not exactly what things. he said. But like, it he was, said it's good training. Yeah, I was like, "Who? Wait a minute!" And this I think not- Marco's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> like at, at first he's just like kind of fucking with her a little bit because that's and then their I kind of I kind of felt like for a second there Craig might be standing up for Paige but then I realized he didn't give a shit about Paige at all it was all about Manny and then so what happens is I actually got to say so prior to this and I've talked about this already but I'm going to talk about it again when initially she she shows him the picture and she Paige and Paige says to him all you have to do is tell me it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. which is very a very mature. Yeah. And then he can't say it. Yeah. So then he ignores her the next day, which mm-hmm. is not mature. But then as it goes on, that's when he goes to see her. And he has he's bought her flowers and he says, you know what? I couldn't say that it didn't mean anything because mm-hmm. I honestly did have feelings, which is very mature. Most yeah. people would just lie. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're okay. And then that's when Craig and Spinner get in a fist fight Mm -hmm. at the movie theater Mm -hmm. because Spinner says that he's jealous of Craig is jealous of the Manny thing. And Paige overhears him say that about Manny. And then when Paige breaks up with him, Mm -hmm. man, I know this episode pretty good. You know it really well. When Paige breaks up with him, she says it's 
it's not all because of this, but she was like, you know what? What really killed me is when you were fighting, you weren't fighting over me. Yeah. That was sad. And she like Spinner also said something to her during this like final breakup about Paige was making him to be the bad guy. And I was like, you are the bad guy. Yes. She's not making you the bad guy. No. Like own up to it for a second. They're ticking all the boxes of like what's going to make us hate Spinner. Even yeah, though like yeah. I, I just feel it's unearned. I don't think they've earned it. And that, no. that's what annoys me about it. But whatever. It's a TV show, right? Yeah. It's a 22-minute episode that but covered I mean, a lot of I mean, ground. even if he was a complete dick for the whole of the 22 minutes, yeah. but he was only a complete dick for, like, eight and, well, of the minutes. And, well, the crazy thing is that Paige loses her job over these two guys having a fight there. But it's not like she caused them to have the fight. Totally. Like, they were going to have it anyway, um, which is frustrating. But then Alex gets her her job back. Yeah. They're going to get nose deep in each other's pussies pretty soon, so they need time. Yeah, they need that time to bond. Rachel Every time. She hates it. She hates it. I don't know what she hates more than that or Mr. La Potato. She's coming around on Mr. La Potato. Oh, I don't hate Mr. La Potato Head. And well, you know what? Rick kind of looks like one of the Gibbs. He does a little bit, actually. His hair looks like Gibb. Breaking us down. So they break up with Shyler Stone over a tear, yeah, teary eye. A very, page. very fuzzy picture of Paige. They paused yeah. at a weird time. Yeah. So this was it. As much, and I remember us both remarking how uh, pleasantly surprised we had been and how much we've enjoyed the Paige Spinner relationship. Yeah. And so this is sad. It comes to an, an unsatisfactory, no, unsatisfying end. Yeah. I'd agree. Um, yeah, I guess that's all of that story, though. I guess that's my dad. I always say that all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Hazel was a real instigator in this. Yeah, but I also don't, I don't know. She was an instigator, but she's not wrong in, like, questioning Spinner in this scenario because he is kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because of the picture. Yeah, the picture is really, it is weird. It's not a hug. It's too personal. But also, I love the fact that Craig printed it and then just put it in the pile. Like, okay. What a dick. Yeah, he is. He was on purpose. Like, he's a dick, Craig. This is what I'm saying. I'm disappointed by all the men in this episode. Yeah. Spinner was marrying the ketchups when she Mm -hmm. walked into the Dot Marie Oh, that's what you do, marrying them. Mm -hmm. You mix them all together. Yeah, you marry the ketchups by taking two ketchups and putting them together because... That way you can get so rid of one So they become the one ketchup. Two becomes Spice Girls. Two mm-hmm. becomes one. You know, I really wanted to watch Spice World the other day, and it is People still not streaming anywhere. Every boy and every girl. Spice Up Your Life. Sean Spicer danced to Spice Up Your Life on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> He's ruining everything. I actually don't know if that's true. I'm disappointed by another man now. I saw, <laughs> I mean, saw I somebody write something Sean about Sean Spicer's Spice Up Your Life. I don't know if he actually danced to it, because I didn't watch it, but... I, he would be an idiot not to, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You love who's your favorite spice girl? Oh, that's a really scary tough spice, one. baby spice. Push spice. Just Bob Hoskins as all of the <laughs> spice girls. Bob Hoskins would have been great playing all five of them in a movie. I don't actually have a favorite because I I like them all equally. They all balance really? each other out. Really? So I think that if you go to that tour now and Posh isn't there, it's not balanced. Are there shows where she's not there? Yeah, she's not performing with them for this oh, reunion. Mm-hmm. Why not? She's busy. She has a clothing line. Yeah, she doesn't she's need got that. a lot to do. She also didn't really sing to begin with, so. 
Jerry Hollowell. Is that your favorite? No. Which one? She. No, I like Baby Spice. Oh, you like Baby Spice? Emma Bunton. Emma Bunton. Mm-hmm. B story. Ba-da-ba-da-boom. This is a B story about Rick, and it really sucks. And Toby. Another group of disappointing men who are, like, are more disappointing than they normally are. Uh, Rick is pretty base-level disappointing. Yeah. I don't think he's normally any more disappointing. More, I think he's pretty much always this disappointing. Yeah, except for that time when people beat him up and I felt bad about it. Yeah, I didn't feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, now so I don't feel difference. bad about anything. That See, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah, watch, watch Manny. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Manny can't jump. Manny, man, uh, Manny can't dance. <laughs> I was gonna say I never saw the movie Manny Can't Jump. Manny Can't Jump. I was watching White Man Can't Jump not that long ago. It's on Hulu. It's one of the funniest movies. So ever. that's on Hulu. Spice World, you got to pay for. Oh, White Man Can't Jump is so great. Rosie Perez is so great in it. So uh. they're they're making trivia teams in uh, Media Immersion. Rachel and I used to be on a Rachel, Rachel and I used to be on a bar trivia team together, and we would win quite often. Mm-hmm. And it, what was our team name? Whiskeypedia. And what was it other times? Oh, Downtown Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. We were, that's when we really started becoming friends. Yeah, the old days. I noticed that your glass says Daly's Pub Pad. Yeah, I got it at Daly's Pub. My Guinness. I got a a glass. They had a Guinness night. So you went to the Guinness night and you could get a glass blown. They put your name on it. A bunch of people were there. I wasn't. Yeah, we didn't invite you. Thanks. This is very specific. We were like, let's leave Rachel out of we this. We don't want to have Rachel there. That's People fine. love the wish. She likes all the Spice Girls equally. Let's <laughs> make sure she's um, <clears throat> Yeah, this B story, man. Um, yeah, the internet lovers in media mode. <laughs> <laughs> internet lovers. <laughs> um, had to make trivia teams. And so Toby and Rick end up joining forces. After Snake, Snake kind of puts them together, but it's really after Rick shows Toby his list of the hottest women in Degrassi. Number one, Hatsu Lakas. Hatsu Lakas was on there. Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see Plain Sulakis on the list. No, no, just Hatsu Lakas. And then, so then Toby talks of his list, which is just, he loves Emma so much. Mm-hmm. Emma's number one. Did you hear number two was? Do you know who they no, all are? No, I missed number he two. He did three. He did three. He mm-hmm. said Emma. Well, he was like, he was very reluctant to do it. But oh, then Toby's? He was, yeah. Yeah, he said Ellie. Emma, Ellie, and Hazel. Yeah. Hazel Audet. I gotta say, Toby really reminds me of Millhouse in this episode in particular. He's Something about Milhouse, his glasses yeah. and his eyebrows. Toby, okay, so... This is weird. I will get, I don't know. So I don't know. How do we do this? <laughs> this is a weird one. It's so creepy. Like because it's one thing to make a list of like the hottest girls in school and also teachers. You definitely had a list of the hottest boys. But it's there's something there's a real creepy undercurrent to it, and I don't know if it's because Rick is like an abuser and Toby just the is list. Just it's creepy. anytime you're like, well, to be fair, Toby doesn't have a list. No. Rick has a list that he's put on a computer. Yeah. yeah. And then when pressed, Toby was like, well, I guess I would say. Like, he he hadn't thought about this. No. So to paint Toby with the same brush as Rick there is a little unfair. Because yeah. you definitely have been like, well, if I had to think about three hottest guys in a movie, you would yeah. you'd do it. Yeah. You wouldn't compose it on a piece of paint on a computer, probably. No. People of the world. Spice up your life. 
So tell the rest of this story because I I can't. It gives me a little bit like it it makes me a little okay. So I'm kind of confused still as to like how it gets from like okay. So all right (laughs) from the list to the kissing. I don't. uh, It doesn't. It doesn't. They tell. So Toby tells. He's like, I love Emma. Yeah. Basically, like he's like, you look beautiful today, Emma. At one point, like it's so odd. He just he's, he yeah. just loves. It. He's smitten by Emma. So Rick literally just poses the question of like, I bet you, oh, there are these Dungeons and Dragons, obviously, dice. I mm-hmm. I've had my eye on that I've really wanted. So maybe we should place a bet. The winner buys the dice for the loser. Or no, sorry, the loser buys the dice for the winner. He's like, whoever can get a kiss from somebody by the end of the day mm-hmm. has to buy the dice. Mm-hmm. So Toby goes, you know what? I'm not going to do this. I'm only going to try to get a kiss from Emma. It's just mm-hmm. Emma. So then uh, it's so crazy. Cause first of all, they're like juniors. Like you should be like, I'm not even going to say we should, you should be fingering and, and, and doing all sorts of butt stuff and all kinds of things at this well, point. There are, are they sophomores? You You should don't have to necessarily be doing butt stuff or fingering, but you know what I'm saying. I think Toby's a sophomore. I don't know about Rick. Right. I'm just saying it's a little bit like you're trying to like sneak kisses. It's it's a little bit like it's like they make it so it's like juvenile enough that it's like not creepy, but that makes it creepier to me. Mm -hmm. Because if it were like a she's all that kind of a situation. Yeah, Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you got like then that makes sense. But they're like just trying to get cheek kisses. It's yeah, so weird. it's like a kiss counts. So to- and it's it, yeah, yeah like Toby. I mean, well, no, the Emma thing. You go. You tell it. You tell it. Did you forget it? No, I was going to talk about Manny, but that's later. So that's why I was like, oh, pointing to you, the Emma thing. Toby's like, I'm only going to do it if it's Emma. So then immediately Toby goes up to Emma and he's like, Hey, Rick and I have a bet that if I can get a kiss from you by the end of the day. Uh, I'll win these fucking dice or something. So she kisses him on the cheek. And then before the kiss is over. Now, meanwhile, this is like the woman that Toby's like pining over and she kisses him and he can't get out of the way fast enough to be like, I win Rick. Mm-hmm. But then Emma kisses also kisses Rick because I guess she's like friends with Rick now. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. I don't know. So the and so then after all of that protecting him from, I Jay, guess. Right. So maybe. then that's, that's ruled a tie. Yeah. Because it was the end of the day. So then they up the stakes Mm -hmm. and it's whoever can get the most kisses by the end of the next day will win the dice, which Rick, everybody hates you. Mm -hmm. Nobody's no one's going to kiss you unless Jay pushes you into someone. Yeah. So Toby like gets he like uh, sees Manny in the hallway and he's hurt his elbow and she's like, oh, can I kiss it and make it better? Really grossed me out. But they were like kidding. Right? Yeah, but it still was like, I don't know. At one point in my notes, I just wrote Rick sucks. It was just really creepy. So then they're trying to get a whole bunch of kisses and Toby's like. They had a really good montage song. <laughs> I think. The, the songs on this too. episode. Were like, I was like, who wrote this? They were like. Pop Downtown Sasquatch. So Toby is doing like playing the dummy in a CPR class. So he's kissing girls that yeah, way. He like stole the dummy in, yeah. in, in Hatsu Lakas's class. Hatsu Lakas. And then he's like, he has like a sign up that says, if you pay him a dollar to kiss him, he'll send all the money to, to like dead cats or something. Yeah, <laughs> dying cats. cats are 
puppies so, or something, sick something. So he's blowing Rick out of the water. He's got Rick's got no kisses, and no. Rick's really getting bummed out about it. Yeah, and Rick's just getting bumped into walls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so Toby decides to he talks to Darcy, who doesn't know Rick. Yeah, and tells her that. They're having this contest, but he feels really bad yeah. because, like, he's gotten so many more than Rick, and could he pay her to kiss Rick? He gives her $5 to kiss Rick, five which loonies. is good call. Mm-hmm. It was loonies. It yeah. was loonies. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Just, just which, how much it. could the dice be? Probably, I guess, like five fifty. Yeah, know. maybe. So he gets a 50-cent <laughs> profit. So, yeah, so Darcy's like, hey, I like your glasses to Rick. She's like, where did you get them? And Rick goes, the optometrist. She's like, they're cool. I really liked that. I did too. I like Darcy a lot. But I also liked Rick's the answer optometrist where he was, was funny. kind of like it was funny. confused about the whole uh, thing. Uh, the, op- the optometrist. I like Darcy so mm. far. Darcy's game. And so Rick tells Darcy, I'm in this bet, even though she knows already. Could you kiss me? So she gives him a nice kiss on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Jay sees it happen. And he he doesn't mad. like it. He's mad about it. And then, so then Toby obviously wins. He's got like a million more kisses than, than, uh, what's his fucking loser? Rick. Rick's name. Uh, Rick, <laughs> Rick. And, but Rick is reading way more into the Darcy kiss than is actually there. Yeah. And I assume that's going to become problematic at some point. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Maybe next episode in the shooting episode. In the shooting. Is it the shooting episode next episode? It feels like almost too soon. No, it's next episode. Oh, my God. Time stands still. It's a Rush mm-hmm. song. I cannot fucking wait. For Rush? To, or talk, <laughs> to talk about Rush next week. <laughs> next week is like the biggest episode in the history of Degrassi. And all I, <laughs> all I can think about is how excited I am. I can't wait to, to give talk you that platform to talk about, about Rush. One of the greatest bands in the history of rock and roll music. Canada's own. Rush, is it? It's. I'm sure it's a two parter. It's a two parter, so yeah. I could talk about Rush twice. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could. Oh, <laughs> we'll two separate God. episodes for that. I'll be. I'll tell you right now, it's gonna be hard to pick a song. They're an albums band, and I love their albums. Good thing I never listened to Rush. We'll have the whole time just to talk about Pat's. Song I cannot wait. Just listen to Tom Sawyer. Yeah. It's a great song. So the end of the end of the B story. Jay comes up to Rick and Toby. Rick runs away, and then Jay pushes Toby into the locker. Because I guess people actually could fit in lockers. Like, we definitely, you could not fit in our lockers in high school. They were so tiny. Hey, nerd. It was like the first time I actually liked Jay. That was yeah, funny to me. But that's really it. Time stands still. That's really it. That's it. So, yeah. So, Paige and Spinner broke up. Rick is thinking that Darcy likes him, even though he's a goon and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Toby is just uh, spinning his wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our episode. C st- what? <laughs> What's the C story this week? Could you get the C story? Remember yeah, I that's know. I, I hope that we have another C story. So we sometimes. can say, could you get the yeah. C? Then we got to. Th- what if there's a Heather D story? What? Mm? I mean, there's more real world references we haven't addressed. I yet. know Heather B. You know. I know. You told me. Mm. We, we follow each other on, on Instagram. We should get her to come on the show. You should post more about our show. <laughs> Heather, could you come to my apartment in Queens? <laughs> yes. She, <laughs> she probably, probably could. She's like one of the nicest people. She yeah. probably she would. She seems like she'd be cool. 
She's so nice. You gotta get another microphone then. That's hard. Heather B is a wonderful person. Uh, so that's it. That's the episode. Yeah, that's us. That's that's this episode. You got an MVO? Um, so the closest one that I have to an MVO is um because I was reading about the outfits of hustlers today, the new movie that just came out, um, and early two thousands fashion. I was really drawn to the uh, movie theater concessions uniform mm. because there's something specifically early mid 2000s about it. And what's that? The <clears throat> visors. Oh. For starters. Um, and then it's just like an awkward, like sporty, but not sporty. Like that was when like Juicy Couture was really Ooh. popular and stuff. So there's like this weird juicy, sporty juicy. aspect to these uniforms i don't know but it was really like alex was wearing like big hoop earrings with yeah. the visor and i was just like wow that is a time and a place that does not exist anymore yeah um, it will come back probably at some point yeah but 90s I, know, are back. Like, I feel like the mvos are it's like last season was like hits week after listen, week listen you, you gotta keep put, yeah. plugging yeah and let's just see what happens if i do also emma's outfits have gotten so normal yeah she was just like wearing so all white boring it's like she went to gap <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's my MVO. Yeah, you got to keep doing them. Yeah, I'll you gotta, keep trying. You got to keep plugging away. You know. Mm-hmm. Just plug away. This is your bit. You love it. You've nurtured I it. I mean, I like it, but <laughs> um, I, I nurtured it. That, I heard some of boots. I don't know if there were any stories this week, but you'll mm, have to, we'll have to get there. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Bide your time. You know, we're getting there. <laughs> I know. Uh, the nineties are back in fashion. So these two thousands will be back in fashion. I got exactly. an email the other day in from Levi's, right? Uh-huh. I, I just get the, cause I buy it from Levi's sometimes. And it's like, you can stop the headlines. Like you can stop going to the thrift stores. Cause we've brought back the, some kind of a jean. And it was like the ugliest, like boot cut fucking nineties oh. jean. And I was like, who would ever, I guess people wear, but men's fashion to me is like, who weird cares? who cares you know rachel yes degrassi the new next generation had a tagline when it was originally they airing did. on the noggin they did. I do remember the tagline that. was it goes there so what we like to do is when we watch these episodes we like to decide how much the episodes go there go there from us a uh, scale of one to ten one being it goes there the least ten meaning it goes there the absolute most with the most taboo subjects and surprising things you'd never thought you'd see on a teenage soap opera. So having said that, Rachel, how much do you feel episode 406, Islands in the Stream, went there? Not a lot. I guess I'd say maybe a three. Mm. Just because there was a fight in the mall. Yeah. Movie theater, wherever they were. Yeah, I think it's bare minimum. I there's, mean, it's there's a lot of creepy, dumb dudes in this episode. But like, I almost think like in two, from 20... In t- with 2019, what's going on? With 2019 eyes, we look on that Rick Toby story as like creeper central. Yeah. But when this was written and made, it was just like a fucking throwaway. Like, haha, this is funny. Yeah. You know. It's so, it's hard. I have a hard time not seeing it in 2019. No, and eyes. as you should, I think. As mm-hmm. of course, that's how we should see it now. Yeah. That's why we do this, you know, to yeah, sort of like yeah. reassess the value of it. Yeah, but exactly. But when it was made, this was like a funny aside. Yes. But now it's like, ugh, god, gross. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with you. What'd you say? A three. A three. I'm gonna say a ten. Yep, that sounds right. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna <laughs> echo. You, I'm gonna you echo think? your three. 
I mean, also like the fact that uh, Spinner suddenly turned on Paige. And yeah, was, like yeah. really weird and creepy. And uh, Craig's pictures that he took of Spinner and yeah. Manny, and yeah. then just like snuck into the pictures to hang up in the front of the school. I think any time a beloved couple breaks up, it's good for a couple of points. Yeah, you know, yeah. not that it they broke up in any sort of like insane way. No, but not as much as I would have hoped. I think I'm gonna go a two. Actually, I'm dumb. I'm dumping, dumping down. it down. I'm dumping it down one more to a two. Yeah, this I think Paige getting fired from two jobs maybe brings it back up to. A three. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it brings it up because it's like, really, you fire over fucking giving the two people the wrong drinks at a two top table. They just fucking exchange them. People do that to me all the time, and I just change them around. Who cares? Anyway. And Paige is great. You should. You'd be lucky to have Paige working at your dive. You would. Dot Marie you Jones. Would. Dive. Dot Marie Jones. So Pat. Yeah, Rach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired too. No, no, I'm not. I'm looking. Not, I'm okay, zooming. Okay. Who's on, zooming who? On this week's episode. Yes. We have a special category. <laughs> we have it at every episode, though. We don't just not. <laughs> it's always. Well, you know we have a special category. We do. We have a special um, that for the person that stands out the most, and that we really want to give a little extra recognition to. So for this week's episode, episode four hundred six, "Islands in the Stream," the song that was recorded famously by Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, but was written by the Bee Gees later recorded by the Bee Gees. In this episode. <laughs> Who is your MVP? <laughs> I hate when I cry when I'm wearing glasses because I can't reach my tears. It's <laughs> funny. I gotta be honest, I didn't write anybody down. Because uh, they're all so shitty. Uh, Paige, I guess. I mean, Paige. yeah. I mean, that's. Oh, like, you know what? You know Alex, what? Maybe I'm gonna go to Alex. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Alex. This is the most I've liked Alex. Yeah, so uh, far. And she is, you know, I'm I'm excited to kind of dig into that character. Yeah, she no seems one, like no one in the B story could possibly win MVP. Um, and in the A story, none of the dudes would. And really, Spinner's sunburn <laughs> was pretty close. I think Alex is really the answer here, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I will say Paige for sticking up for herself and being like, I don't want to do this anymore and breaking up with Spinner. That's pretty big. But Alex is kind of like, she... She doesn't want to like Paige, but then like begrudgingly kind of likes Paige and then helps her get her job back from Miri yeah. at the end. Yeah, and she also like is one of the ones who recognized how shitty Spinner was to Alec, uh, to, to Paige, Paige. So, which is a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, time stands still. I'm already singing Rush You're for sorry? next week. Uh, so I diligently mm-hmm. parsed through every single episode of the Degrassi, the next generation. Mm-hmm. And I like to hear how, who is sorry and what they're sorry for. Yeah. And I do it in a segment I call this week in sorry. So triggered this week, triggered. this week mm-hmm. we had four. Oh, stories a lot. that I recorded. <laughs> so I like to be the, put that caveat uh-huh. on there. Uh, and both of them are two times back to back. Sorry, 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 sorry. So someone was sorry, sorry. So that would be Paige mm-hmm. was sorry, sorry at the movie theater when she couldn't keep up with the drink orders and she was spilling the popcorn and then this and then that. Mm-hmm. Two sorries. And the other one who was sorry, sorry, two times back to back was Spinner to Paige mm-hmm. when Paige was breaking up with him. Oh. So he did say sorry. 
twice. And I will say one more thing about that. I do think Paige kind of doesn't, certainly doesn't hate Spinner and was more of like, I'm just tired. I don't think you're that bad, but this has just kind of run its course. Yeah, yeah. I really like, I think it's, the MVP probably should be Paige, but I'm sticking with Alex. Yeah. Alex Denunzio. What? Nunez. Is that her name, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> Denunzio. Denunzio. I think Alex Denunzio is a character from something. Probably. Recently I saw something on the internet. It was a Twitter from HBO's Twitter page. Mm-hmm. And it was like, name the three best characters from any HBO show. Hmm. So like of all the HBO shows combined, who are the three best characters? Mm-hmm. That's hard, right? Oh. I mean, oh, not just from one show. No. From, oh. got, and I mean, it. I wasn't thinking all the way down the line of three, but I was, I mean, who's number, like, what do you think is number one? Just, it's got to be. <laughs> who are you thinking? I don't know. Who I think it's got to be Tony, right? Oh, yeah. It's got to yeah. be Tony. But I think you could go easily I mean, just go Tony, like so many... Carmella, fucking, uh, um, Anthony from Sex in the City. No, no, I was thinking, I was gonna say all Sopranos. Tony Carmella and what's her name? My fucking I can't remember her name. Oh, Adriana. Adriana. Yeah. Or Christopher. Like I mean, Christopher. It's hard to go against the Oh, Broomheads. Rachel and I are big Sopranos heads. Yeah, big Sopranos heads. I mean that the Tony you kind of can't have Tony without Carmella and you can't have Carmella without Tony. They go hand in hand. Yeah, well, that's the hard part is that which of these characters can really stand on their own from well, any of I these mean, shows. Well, I mean, I that's why I think then you start digging deep into like who are the most fun ones, like who are your mm-hmm. Paulies. But it's also like The Wire. You gotta you gotta think of Omar mm. and you gotta start thinking about you know a lot of great characters. Anyway, that's for another podcast. I just thought you, the Broomheads would like to see us. Yeah, I'd like to know what people said for their things. Oh! We got to do Lindsay's email. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This episode. It is the show that never ends. I hate that song. It just goes on. That's from Lamb Chop. It is from Lamb Chop. (laughs) I can't find this email because I I, I can't. How do I get to my other inbox? Oh, my goodness. Let me just get it. It just goes on and on, my friends. You don't like that song? No, because it just goes on and on. Well, that's the guy. You want me to read it? Yeah, you read read it. it. You wanted to read it. Okay, this is an email from our great friend and broomhead and newly um relocated sniff sniff friend of ours who doesn't live in our neighborhood anymore and we miss her mm-hmm. dearly even though we'll see her often mm-hmm. Lindsay, so you've heard of her Lindsay loves labs Lindsay. she said uh, I'll just read the whole thing. When you were discussing your diverging viewpoints on how the kids were treating Rick a few episodes back, I said it was it was great that they were beating the shit out of him, and Rachel was like crying. Yeah. Uh, she said it got me thinking. Would Rach and Pat have been friends in high school in real life? Mm. Forget the age difference. If you were say in the same tenth grade class, would you have been in the same friend group? Which leads me to the real question: Which group of Degrassi kids would you have fit in with when you were in? 10th 11th grade she says her friend group would have been ellie and ashley maybe even all the squatch crew as a friend but she would not have been a band member now what do you think 
So I'm going to start off with the fact that I went to an all-girls school. Well, don't, that doesn't matter, <laughs> Rachel. That, that doesn't even have anything to play in so the So it's park. hard to say because, like, my guy... You I'm don't trying have to, to be in high school But, together. I mean, my... When we were in high school. My guy friends in high school... Um, we're more like junior senior year, but they had a band called the Moops, and we used to see them play all the time, which is like the downtown Sasquatch of my. You're high not players. answering the question at all. Um, no, I am. Question. I am because sim- kind of similarly to what um, Lindsay said, I would have been part of the Squatch crew, but not in the Squatch. Oh, so that's yeah. I'm like that's the part of the question you're answering first. Yeah, I mean, I think we would have been friends if you were also in that crew. That's the way we can answer this. You are the worst <laughs> at this. You are the worst. You, Yeah, we would have been friends if you would have been. Like, that's not the question. The question is, do you think that you and I, regardless of groups, mm-hmm. would have been friends in high school? I don't know. See, you suck, <laughs> She what do you suck. think? I think yes, absolutely. You think so? Okay. Yeah, because we were both like punk rock kids and yeah. we hung out with like the... It's simple as that. You got to get dig too deep. Which, I was going to say, which crew were you in? The punk rock kids. Yeah, I was, I was the in punk the punk rock, rock kids too. Yeah, no shit, but dummy. The thing that's interesting about the punk rock kids on Degrassi is that I feel like they get a little bit more respect than they did in a real Here's school. the thing. There are no punk rock kids in Degrassi. Let's be honest. Okay, Let's not yeah, get it twisted. Yeah. None of these kids are punk rock kids. They're, they're in a... One of them's in a band yeah or a, a of bunch them of them are in clothes. bands but they're not punk rock kids yeah they don't go to shows yeah they sing songs like this yeah with a little bit you know of a what, rachel beat. we wouldn't have been friends in <laughs> fuck it you would have thought i was too much you would have been like he's a lot have, yeah. he's too much for me to handle. were you too much in high school no, but probably maybe at times if yeah. I was like, I was thought I was funny. I was so obsessed with music. So that was I. I used to call my local radio station all the fucking time. Um, and I have a notebook at my house that I used to write down every single time they played Fuel. I got to tell you, I think I have that we probably would have been more apt to be friends then, then, than uh, now. Than now. Yeah. Probably. We would have been better friends then than we are now. We are now, yeah. If only... It's a fucking roundabout-ass way you took to answer that question. <laughs> if only... Well, if you were friends with those people, then maybe... If only we you were... J- here's we what happened. We grow up in different cities and we weren't four no, years. No, here's what happened, friends. broomheads, especially Lindsay. What her answer was, <laughs> was fucking no. But she didn't want to say no, so she took this roundabout-ass way to get there to try to spare my feelings as if I wouldn't know what the actual answer was. So, fine. I say no, too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think we would have been friends in high school. We probably would have been friends in high school. I was very funny. Yeah. I had some, like, weird friends in high school. I had some great friends, but I had some weird friends, too. I think now as an adult, I can appreciate people differently, too. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> Lindsay, you know what? That was a great question. And it was I appreciate a good question. It. It's yeah. just some people are, you know. It's late. <laughs> some people aren't as good as following directions. No, I'm really not. Lindsay's going to take your side anyway, just like she did on the donuts. She always yeah, takes take your side. Cake donuts are better. That's foolish. Ugh, top donuts. I like donuts. I, you know why? It's because I'm like a blue collar guy. I like a blue collar donut. You're like a hoity I mean, toity. Cake, cake donuts are not. You're like a hoity toity. I gotta get my donuts at a specialty shop in Brooklyn. It's not a 
specialty shop. It's a Polish bakery where they cost less than a dollar oh, each. Excuse me. Gotta, Cheaper gotta, than gotta, Dunkin'. Gotta, gotta, the Dunk. Gotta, That's what they call it now, right? The Nobody dunk. calls it the Dunk. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I saw they were trying to rebrand. We like went, w- w- and I went Watchers. to Dunkin' Donuts the other day because, to be fair, Adrian, we don't go there uh, uh, very often. As much as I like to uh, prop my blue collar cred, but we went there because it was later in the day, and we had—I don't know—we just ended up going there, and they were selling these like snapback hats with like D N K N on it, and oh it was my orange. God. And I was like, "What would you do if I bought this?" I thought about it. She didn't really say anything. She was like, "I don't know, nothing." What would you do if I bought this? Uh, not, not care. <laughs> That's a dumb. I wouldn't. Thanks. I wouldn't even pay any mind to it. Like most of the things you do, dumbass. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man. So yeah, I guess that's our episode. <laughs> Pat seems very mad we at me would, now. So. No, we wouldn't have been friends. It's fine. She, Rachel would be reading Bukowski or some shit. I was really a page in high school. A page. Well, I would have been friends with Paige in high school. And the Squatch? She's friends. She her is. fucking they're boy. All friends with first each of all, other. they're this all the friends. There is no crew. It's like the <laughs> unless seventh. It, unless you're friends with Rick. Yeah. There. To be fair, there's really no crew. Do you think you probably would have been friends with like Jay and, uh, and no. fucking a- what's her name? No, I knew that group in high school. We weren't friends. We were like, we. we I'll were tell you right now. I'll tell you. We were near each other, but we weren't flat friends. out right now. My best friends, if I were with these people, mm-hmm. would have been Marco and Ellie. Yeah, that's who I would have been friends with. Yeah, mine were probably Ashley and Ellie. There you go. I would have hated Spinner. And I, I would have been in love with Craig for sure. Yeah, you would have been in love with. I would have been in love with Ellie probably. Yeah. <sighs> this was a rough one. See what you Missed did. Missed opportunities, Lindsay. You, you, you. If the podcast doesn't come back, Lindsay, it's your fault now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe if like you were around, I would have talked to you. That was Rachel. That was mm-hmm. terrible. I hope all the broomheads heard that. I hope all the broomheads figured out what was going on there. Mm-hmm. That roundabout ass way she went to say we maybe I would have thought friends. you were intimidating. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't know high school, Rachel. Were you meek? No, no. So there, no. So you wouldn't have thought I was intimidating. Anyway, that's it. The podcast is over. We didn't even make it to the shooting. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We tried our heart. Could you imagine if we really were like, you know what? Then we, this no, is where we stop. We actually don't make it to the We're going to make it to the shooting. But after that, I'm not so sure. We'll see I mean, how JT's it goes. I mean, stabbing. I feel like we said th- those were the three. We had to see the abortion, yeah. the shooting, and JT and stabbing. And Fiona. What? No. Oh, JT stabbing. Yeah. yeah. Fiona. I thought you were going to say that, ex- that big Fiona episode. I'm just kidding. I don't know, any- I don't know anything Cam. about Fiona. I don't know who that Eli. is. Eli. What about Claire? Ho- oh, People love Claire. Claire. I don't even remember Claire. Claire is Darcy's sister. She is? Yep. Oh. Yep. She's Darcy's sister. Wow. And I want to see more Danny Van Zandt, to be honest. Yep. He's He comes. He's around later. And then also um, Miss Hatsulakis' uh, son. Yeah, Peter. Peter Sulakis. He's gross. Peter Sulakis. Peter Sulakis. Peter 
<laughs> he should just be Peter Lockett's, but no, his middle name. His middle. He's his middle name is Sue. His middle name is he's after a his boy mom. Named Sue. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. Mid- mm-hmm. his, well, he has his mom's first name as a middle name. So he's Peter. Peter Sue Lockett. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Peter Sue Lockett. All right. See you later, Brumids. Go on the internet and do some shit. Bye. Yeah. Uh.